Welcome to From Beyond, a podcast about consciousness, metaphysics, and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics. I'm Michael Vodder, and I'm here with Universal Channel author and spiritual consultant Cindy Riggs. Cindy has been practicing professionally for 20 years, and she has a unique and fascinating perspective on spirituality. You ready to do a podcast about the pandemic? All right, sure. Let's do it. Uh, well, I suppose no matter who you interview, uh, human, that is, they're going to have a different point of view. So there are the ones who watch the news all the time. There are the ones who don't watch any news. There are the ones who get their news from Facebook or Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. And then of course there's the spirit world with a totally different perspective which may or may not be valuable here in 3D. Depends on how open you are. Well, I'm sure that there's something interesting there. Yes, because I've gotten some interesting information along the way I'd love to share. Is this the podcast now? Yeah. Okay, then yes, let's go there. This is the podcast now. Um, So... The first thing I got from a spirit, this is actually a client who was channeling in my office. And the spirit said, this is happening to your world because something worse was going to happen. Um, Something much worse, like a, it hinted toward, didn't say, but hinted toward like a world war. mm -hmm. That makes sense. This is happening to sort of override that other thing but both were to be useful in a paradigm shift that's what this seems to be about that's what i keep hearing right from different spirits definitely is a paradigm shift for everyone sure is it's it's not an overnight one either so or an entirely smooth one yeah (laughs) Yeah. there's a staccato to it for sure Um, so there are, I think, many paradigms for each individual happening, or at least the opportunity for those to happen, as well as the global one. Yeah, I mean, just the way in which each of our individual lives are, are changing dramatically and rapidly. Yeah, it's an opportunity to kind of shift your orientation in the world. Mm -hmm. I know, like, just a lot of different friends have said that and seems to be the general vibe. It's interesting the way that happens on an individual level and then at various collective levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there will be like a, you know, like a commun- community level and then the state level and then the national level and then the international global level. Right. So many things happening at once and everything's become more intense. And the spirit said, yeah, you, here's another thing they said, which is interesting. Um, And these are various spirits that I've channeled throughout the last few months, this this Mm -hmm. whole thing that's been going on. And they're like, yeah, we, you know, the, the cosmos has given you and we, the spirit world has given you over the years, all of these opportunities to shift. Mm. You haven't really done it. You know, like there'll be a little shift and then you revert back to your old behavior. Yeah, and, you well, and to some extent that has happened 
here. I mean, politically, like I've been following politics a lot, off and on. Just in Seattle? Uh, I mean, like in the US. Like Mm -hmm. it seems like right when all of this was getting really serious, uh, it seemed like there was this moment where everyone kind of held their breath and like things were up in the air and there were maybe going to be huge changes. Mm-hmm. And then there were sort of, but it also seems like in a sense, then the, the partisan bickering kind of came back into the, into the fore. And now we're kind of back to business as usual on Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. more or less. And so what will force something to change if it needs to change, yeah. you know, maybe it doesn't need to, but the spirit world seems to be hinting toward, yeah, kind of everything needs to change, especially education. And boy, has that changed. Yeah. Well, so I, that, that, um, that, uh, that take that this is something that will help us to avert a, a world war perhaps, or, you know, some, that, or just, I guess that take that the, the coronavirus is helping us to prevent a worse calamity. That makes total sense to me. I, that's... It does, and yet I can't prove that. And it was one spirit that said that, you know. And and we have to remember that every spirit has a different point of view too, like we all mm-hmm. do. But it's an interesting thing to ponder. I think. Yeah. Well, and if nothing else, this does kind of force everyone to understand the way in which we're interconnected right because i mean this virus spread across the entire world very rapidly mm-hmm. so you can no longer hold this this perspective that that you know that our community that our communities can fully isolate from each other and that right. what we do here doesn't affect what happens to people on the other side of the world we are in this together and so it's sort of a a global self-image it's helping us to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's surprising to me that racism has gotten more intense just because mm. it's almost like this is trying to say, you're all in this together. Remember, you're all one race, human? Right, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting that that side of the conversation is happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, it is. And so many things are attempting to shift. It's fascinating. You know, humanity has been through this before, maybe mm-hmm. not to the level of all of the media channels that we have now. What do you, you mean know, humanity has been through this before? Well, we've been through pandemics. We've been through, not right. we, you know, <laughs> long time ago. Yeah, um, sure. And wars and plagues, rumors of wars. And wars and plagues and yeah. 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 And we still keep reverting to more of an ego-driven society. And if we are to evolve spiritually, we can't do that. But that changes everything. Yeah. And so people always are asking me, what do you think is going to happen? And, you know, I get a different read on it every time I look at it. It's just so dynamic right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you get now? What do you think is going to happen? Right now, (laughs) I'm still feeling like there's something about October, something about September and October in which things truly improve like dramatically 
and then perhaps there's another resurgence. Hmm. Unfortunately, that's what I'm getting right now. Um, resurgence, like in terms of what? More cases, you okay, know, right. things getting worse again, I guess. Um, but um, that's just my current read, and that's kind of been the same read since uh, about five days ago. Hmm. Um, but I don't look at it all the time. And what? I don't focus too much on it. You know, it, it all goes back to energy. It's all energy. Yeah. And there was a spirit that I was channeling that said, why are you not thinking about this virus as a consciousness? Because it is a consciousness. Mm. It is a collective consciousness. And what can we learn from it? It is very uh, prolific. It is very successful. <laughs> it is spreading itself. You know, like we ought to be spreading love. You know, like what could we spread that could maybe override it? Or, you know, instead of fear, which is what a lot of it is causing, what could we do? All of these spiritual people, all of us who have studied spiritual stuff and have practiced and meditated and worked on the law of attraction and all of that, like that's what we ought to be doing is injecting more light and love into this. That's yeah. something to do, um, you know, rather than being afraid of it. Yeah. And I d I'm not afraid. True. Yeah, I mean, fear, I was thinking about that a lot when all of this first, um, in, you know, in, in early March. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, fear weakens the immune system. Anxiety weakens the immune system. And so in a very curious way, mm -hmm. uh, the, the worst thing you can do in the face of a virus for which there's no clear medical treatment mm -hmm. uh worst thing you can do is to be afraid of it right exactly which isn't to say that you shouldn't wear masks no. which isn't to say that you shouldn't socially distance or follow basic precautions that's right but I like follow the precautions that are recommended um but yeah. i'm still not afraid i'm not allowing myself to be afraid i would have to say right. in the beginning i was just because it was new. The information was getting out there. I didn't know it was happening. Nobody knew it was happening. Um, but that is absolutely true when it comes to energy. If you've studied energy medicine at all, mind mm -hmm. over matter, you know, yeah, it's important to be healthy. Yeah. And I see so many posts on Instagram and Facebook about people. Oh, well, it's like, it's time for wine and it's time look at this drink I'm having. And I'm like, does anybody, nobody's talking about the fact that alcohol weakens yeah. your immune system. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and if you're afraid of a virus, don't go to the thing that's going to make you happy for a few hours when in fact it could be weakening you. But like the Buddha said, you can eat all the cleanest food, you can drink the cleanest water, you can take all the supplements, but your negative thinking is far more toxic than any of those things. Yeah, so true. So true. So I guess maybe a glass of wine's okay. But you have to you have to have a holistic perspective, or at least there's an opportunity to have a holistic perspective. Exactly. Where your psychology about it matters, the 
substances you put into your body that that matters mm -hmm. the like the social precautions you take to avoid exposure to yourself and others that matters and you yeah. have to kind of take it all into consideration mm -hmm. exactly holistic ought to be always the answer but it doesn't seem to be <clears throat> yeah well to me it, it's I'm, I'm struck by the the lengths people will go to feel comfortable mm -hmm. psychologically mm -hmm. and it's a very scary thing to have there be this <laughs> um, this uh, invisible enemy as as some have have labeled it right mm -hmm. and I'm I'm not like hugely a proponent of that like military terminology but right. But that's how a lot of people see it, and it's very uncomfortable. And so, you want to, you want to have some way of framing it in your mind to ease your anxiety. And so, then people will default to extremist views, one way or the other, mm -hmm. to sort of satisfy their anxiety. Right, and some have resorted to it's all a conspiracy, and it's right. not even real. Um, right. The deniers. There's always yeah. deniers. Mm -hmm. um, there's deniers where there's still Holocaust deniers. Yeah. <laughs> um, that um, kind of blows my mind. But yeah, I mean, I guess you can deny anything. <laughs> sure. And that's your choice, you know, and it's not yeah. wrong um, because you have free will. We all have free will. Well, but what I revert to is, um, you know, our thoughts, whatever we focus on, we're amplifying. You know, what we think about, we bring about. Law of attraction. Yeah. And so if you watch the news all day, um, you are contributing toward the collective of fear. Unless you aren't yeah, engaging so emotionally, true. you know, in the fear. Unless you're not fearful, but you're just listening to information. That's fine. But yeah, but if you're, if you're listening to people who are themselves in an energy of fear... And I would say that a lot of news broadcasters are then, um, yeah, that's maybe not the best thing, but you still, it's still a good thing to be up to date on the news on some level, Of course, yes. but we're all, we, we can choose healthy sources of news. We can choose who we listen to, especially today. It's not just like there's seven channels on the TV and right. you just, you absorb or, whatever's there. Or when I was growing up, there were four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, ABC, NBC, CBS, and UHF. Well, there you go. I mean, but strangely, though, like, I feel like in some ways people get more siloed into weird perspectives now because um, instead of watching those four channels, which are like, mm -hmm. you know, there's some like level of process of what information gets on those channels, um, mm -hmm. people can just choose one individual YouTube channel and get all their info from that. Right. Which, you know, then you're banking on those people being yeah, a good influence. Yeah, and it's influence. not holistic. It's, yeah, true. Not a holistic perspective. If yeah. you're only listening to one person's perspective. Because who is the authority right now? I don't think we really know. I mean, That's, everyone yeah. will tell you who they think the authority is. Is it the CDC? Is it, you know, uh, Fox News? You know, who is it? Is the whole concept of experts is fascinating. Right. And then, 
how many of these posts, this is interesting, uh, a few people were posting this thing. This came from um, whatever that famous hospital is in New York. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now. Uh, Johns Hopkins. Is that, yeah. is that New York? I, I think so. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this came from Johns Hopkins, okay? And it wasn't true. Like, I, I know someone who has a PhD in nursing, and she said mm -hmm. she was fact-checking some of that and said it wasn't true. Now, where did the information come from? Mm -hmm. Why did they say Johns Hopkins? You know, is that, anybody can say anything. I could post well, on Facebook right now, and I yeah. could say, this came from, you know, whatever university, Ohio State. This came from Ohio State University. Yeah, Apple. you can just make it up. You know, and just um, say, masks don't work or whatever and then people will start sharing that it's yeah. just rampant it's a real issue um John, johns hopkins is in maryland but um oh, sorry <laughs> but yeah yeah I, I don't pay attention to the news the, the it's been a real issue and um even those of us who do have an intention to to put an amount of weight behind what doctors and scientists have to say. And I do, mm -hmm. um, there's like, it's hard for the scientific apparatus to respond to this quickly. It is your situation. I mean, science is a, is a, is a long-term process. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a process that involves a lot of back and forth, a lot of trial and error and a lot of change. And so this idea that, we could just have like a scientific consensus around something within hours is an unrealistic expectation. But then the fact that these alleged experts changed their stance so many times right. <laughs> uh, uh, and so publicly and so dramatically uh, has for sure eroded public trust in those institutions right. and perhaps rightly so. Um, but that's just my own take. Well, we as a society expect instant information now. Yeah. Because we pretty do. much get it with everything else. And science can't properly provide that. No. no. Right. But, you know. too many players involved. Yeah. Well, the <clears throat> part of the, the more interesting thing to me, though, is like how this all impacts interpersonal relationships. And so like we could talk about like the political side of things, the economic side of things mm -hmm. forever. And there's so much there, but this is also changing our individual lives and the way we relate to each other and our families, mm -hmm. our, you know, romantic relationships, mm -hmm. um, uh, like our roommates and uh, just friends, broadly speaking. And it's this whole new uh, culture around um, informed consent about mask wearing and different types of precautions to take or not take a whole mm -hmm. new type of communication that people are having to have. And it's everybody has a different level of safe, like comfort or safety. Yeah. And risk. People have different levels of risk. Sure. We always have. Yeah. And I still see people, even though uh, masks are mandatory in the state of Ohio now, I still see people go in the stores and as soon as they get in the store, they take it off. Mm -hmm. 
And there's this question, first of all, I think we could, we could very legitimately have questions about the effectiveness of masks and of course the nature of COVID. Uh, like it's really you know, about like supporting each other. Right. Because at the end of the day, it's to me, there's this moral question of like, what do we owe each other? Uh, mm-hmm. And I would say that on some level, as members of a society, we owe each other a basic level of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and mask wearing seems to be within that basic level of respect right now. That's, that's um, And we also have to think of ego versus truth. Yeah. I'm always going to take you back to the spiritual. <laughs> yeah, please do. That's what this <laughs> podcast is about. So you know, people say, I'm not wearing a mask because nobody can tell me what to do. That's an ego driven. It is. Decision. Right. Um, and it's all about, well, to me, life is all about spiritual growth. It's all about spiritual evolution. Um, but because, but that's the realm I work in. That's, that's my, my guidance, my, it's my world. Um, yeah, well, I suspect our, our listeners are in more or less the same vibe. Perhaps. Um, and yet it's not wrong to not be on a spiritual path. Okay. True. I mean, it's, spirits always say, you know, this is what's going to help you. This is what's going to not help you, but it's still not wrong. There is no right or wrong. And still, now we're in this mask thing, and it's either right or wrong to wear one. Yeah. It's, it's, a, well, it's, a, it's a law now, I guess. It's a mandate. So we kind of have to comply. It's a mandate to stop at a red light, too. And some people don't do that. So, <laughs> you know. I do think... And again, this is just me, and I would love to take this to a spiritual level, but I do think that it's wrong to put people at risk when it's in your power not to. Right? But if the person thinks they're not putting anybody at risk, right? Then, you know, like we all have different beliefs too. That's true. Um, and that I'm is very not saying true. that I think I am putting people at risk or not, I'm just doing what is mandated and um, certainly staying my distance with people because I don't know and they don't know. This is still pretty unknown. And when when anybody thinks they understand it completely, I don't know that they possibly can. Right, especially because science itself is not so cut and dry there's not like i mean there are some things about which there's clear consensus and then there are some questions which are still largely unanswered uh so but still i think there are some things about which you can have a difference of opinion and then others which are more um to me like a level of recklessness and disrespect Mm -hmm. which again is is my own take based on my own reading of 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 the data Mm -hmm. again it goes back to ego versus truth now we don't know what the truth is about this pandemic but we do know what spiritual truth is and that is love um you know respect 
caring for others as we care for ourselves, or maybe people don't care for themselves. Um, you know, so there are those that don't and they yeah. also don't care about others. Yeah. And so, um, it's difficult. It's, and, and even the spirits have said, it's going to be impossible for everyone to ever agree upon anything. When yeah. you world peace, stop wanting that because it's never going to happen. Not here in duality. You're never yeah. going to have everybody agree on something. As long as we have egos, as long as we have individual egos, by right. definition, we're not going to all be on the same page. If we were, we would be a right. tree, you know? Right, right. Now, maybe one day when we evolve, not we who are here now, but <laughs> thousands of years into the future, perhaps, sure. if there is an evolution that takes place, which it's trying to take place now, yeah. um, then maybe... But I'm still told that duality is what earth, the earth plane is supposed to be for mm -hmm. learning, for growth, for um, karma, if you want to, if you mm. you're into that, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. And, or it's an experiment, <laughs> I'm told too. Yeah. I mean, so this is like one big group learning experience. Yes. You know, if, if each individual life, each journey that we incarnate into is like one particular learning experience because you incarnate in with a particular, uh, you know, truth that you want to explore. Mm -hmm. um, then those of us who incarnated into 2020, um, you know, we must want to be part of this big collective experiment. Of course in we do. Trying to unite around uh, a, a, a pandemic response. Yeah. Right? Unity. We are a unity consciousness, and yet we are not in unity with our consciousness. Yeah, <laughs> truly. To me, the first step ought to be that I would suggest, not that it's right, <laughs> but is to focus on what we're, what we're thinking, how mm. we're feeling. There are people who can watch the news without getting emotionally attached. I can do that, but I also don't expose myself a lot to a lot of it mm -hmm. just because why I don't want even that opportunity to get emotionally involved, especially if it's fear. Yeah. So what are you thinking about? What are you afraid of? We have to let go of our fears. My favorite technique I take people through all the time is we could do this right now. In fact, Okay. Um, is to, I, most people love a beach. I've realized I haven't had anybody tell me they didn't like the beach. So I have them visualize they're standing on a beach and all of a sudden they're holding a helium balloon and in one hand. Okay. okay. And they're noticing what color it is. And that balloon can hold the helium. The helium represents all of the thoughts and beliefs and fears and anxieties that are no longer helpful. And you can specifically say about a person or about a pandemic or whatever it is you wanna put in the balloon, right? Mm -hmm. Then I count them backwards five to one because this is actually a hypnotic technique. And then they let go of the balloon and then as they watched it float upward, they should feel free from that fear. Yeah. If thoughts come into your mind, they just float right out and follow the trail of the balloon. 
That's basically what it is. It's much more powerful when it's guided. Sure. But, um, you know, all you have to do is just visualize that you're standing on a beach. Almost everybody's gone to a beach. They know what the sand feels like under their feet. They can hear the waves in their mind. They can picture it in their mind. And when some people say, well, I can't picture anything. Well, you know what your kitchen looks like, don't you? Even with your eyes open, you know what your kitchen looks like. So yes, you can use your imagination. And because the brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined, the body will then relax when it knows that it's letting go of those stresses. Yeah. I do the balloon thing all the time for different things. Something's bothering me, I stick it in a balloon, I let it go. And I watch yeah. it until it disappears. It's a smart technique. I wish we could take the whole world on that. I know. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. But then that means that we want everybody to agree on something. Mm. It's not meant to be like that, but it is meant to be, oh, you're right. you know, that we figure out how we can live with each other, work with each other, interact with each other in a way that we are respectful of their beliefs and that they're respectful of ours. Yeah. And accepting of who we are instead of judging. Oh my gosh. All the judgment is ego. I suppose. Some have called ego easing God out. <laughs> that it stands for easing God out. <clears throat> how do you be so okay here's a question for you slash the spirit realm what is where's the line between being judgmental versus having uh safe boundaries when it mm -hmm. comes to a subject where there may actually be a right answer or some level of truth or fact such as I mean there are real consequences to people's health mm -hmm. uh, yes. in, a, in a pandemic like this so there are situations where it's inappropriate to say well that's your opinion and this is mine because right. there are there are actual life and death consequences to some yeah. people right so where's the line between being judgmental about how people live their lives um, versus having safe boundaries? Well, being judgmental about how people live their lives, we don't need to judge how they live their lives. Now, if I'm in a home with somebody who's really, really ill, I need to take some steps. If they can't take those steps themselves, I need to get them some medical help, right? Sure. Um, but I'm not sure what you mean about the judgmental piece. Well, like, um, uh, like thing with the Archangel Gabriel who's here right now, actually. Okay, cool. And I feel like I'm going to relay messages from Gabriel rather than channeling it today, but go ahead. Well, to me, the, the sticking point for a lot of people and myself in many situations is how can I have uh, safe boundaries for, for myself as far as like what, um, what expectations I have of, of friends and family for, mm -hmm. for how they interact around me. Mm 
you know, as far as like masks and whatnot, sure. um, mm -hmm. without being unreasonable, without like being judgmental of their own opinion or take on right on what is appropriate. It requires a conversation that is neutral in emotion. Hmm. Because as soon as there is negative emotion, we have lost that ability to set the boundary. Yeah. Right. And that's what um, Gabriel, or Gabriel, I call it Gabriel, that's what it's asked me to call it. That's what Gabriel um, <clears throat> is also like encouraging me to say right now, I feel um, it's about having a conversation where you make a decision, a win-win, you try to find a win-win, you do your best to create something that benefits everyone um, without emotion. That's the key. Yeah. As soon as there's emotion, there's ego, and then somebody has to be right. It's not about somebody being right. It's about an agreement. It's about acceptance um, from both parties or however many parties there are. And, and how then, do you handle that? If, if there is no agreement, then you have to walk away from that mm -hmm. and state that this is unacceptable to me. Got you. Well, that's, a, that's what I was going to ask is how do you handle that if the other party has strong emotion? Uh, right. And, and well, if you've already like sort of cleared that in yourself. Because when you said, where's the line? That reminds me of, you and I have talked about stoicism. It mm. reminds me of the neutral stance. But that doesn't mean let somebody hurt you or take right. a bit from you or whatever. Right. To me, it's more about neutral in emotion. Yeah. When there's yeah. a disagreement. It's like with the Buddha, um, or I guess it's attributed to the Buddha, the concept of second darts like first dart and second dart second dart being like the emotion you bring to something that happens to you of like uh you know something bad happens and then you feel angry and sad about it that, mm -hmm. that second dart is actually what contributes the most to your suffering mm -hmm. right so i guess always in the mind now, that doesn't mean you can't suffer physically, of course. That's yeah. possible. If you're dying of something, yeah, there's some physical suffering. But that, you know, then we go to the whole divine order piece. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel's, Gabriel's like, uh, divine order, that uh, explains the, the physical suffering. But even then, there is still opportunity to shift your mind because mind over matter is real and no matter how much pain you're in you still have the opportunity there were people in auschwitz that chose a positive outlook right and they shifted their whole energy with that yeah it's true yep which isn't to say that it wasn't an absolute um uh I don't even know what the word is like evil what what was done to them right it was evil if they decided it was evil but some of them decided i still have an opportunity to either escape 
or to be grateful that I'm breathing right now and to be grateful for the family members that I remember and um, be grateful for, you know, the fact that I live in a world that there is, you know, I'm sure they believed in some kind of creator and they just chose. Now it's easier for some people than others. They just chose to focus on what they appreciated and were grateful for because somehow they knew that that state of being would attract good things to them because it does. Okay. Okay. So my question then is though, like, what's the difference between that and complacency? Where's the line between that and complacency? I'm not sure I have that answer. Let me see what Gabriel says. What is it? What is, where do you, Gabriel? Um, so are you saying complacency and where's like the letting people hurt you and just being like, ah, this, I'm going to be grateful for what I do have. Let me see what he says. What it says. Sorry. <laughs> we'll just have no gender. It's so difficult to refer to them as You it. just misgendered Gabriel? Just, yeah, I did. Gabriel. I just, I just assigned gender to oh, man. Gabriel. Hmm. <laughs> it's so automatic. I hate, not hate, but I don't like that I do that. Um, and I catch myself. And they catch me too, and they just smile at me. <laughs> so, Gabriel, what about complacency versus? Gabriel says, "Well, what is your, what is the issue with complacency?" Gabriel says, "This is a terminology. This is a concept that is, for some, undesirable." Oh, so now we're dealing with terminology. Uh, yeah. <laughs> complacency. So what we mean, Gabrielle, is that, you know, you just don't care about anything, right? Is that what you... Is that yeah, what like, I guess you could normalize a bad situation. Like, say somebody's being abusive towards you and you should mm -hmm. get out. Um, but you could potentially spiritually bypass that by saying... Uh, no, this is okay. I'm going to be grateful for the good things they do. Well, and I'm sure a lot of people do that. Yeah. So is that wrong? Oh, I guess that's my question. No, I don't know. Gabriel. I think there's a line somewhere between. So Gabriel says, of course, this varies from moment to moment, from person to person. Okay. So obviously, well, that's physical true. Harm, physical harm, we think it ought to be unacceptable. Um, <clears throat> seems to me it ought to be unacceptable. However, it could also be said from the quantum physics perspective that if you contract a virus, you have somehow intended to, not consciously, but something about your energy has allowed that to happen for your experience. <sighs> you know, sure. we can't, and Gabriel's saying, do you see why I can't answer that question? Too many variables. Yeah, yeah. well, that's fair. And that's then here fair. we are trying to have all the answers, but it's, it's individual. This is very complicated. It's very complicated to form. And like, then Gabriel says, remember divine order in which those who are dying of whatever they're dying of 
have chosen that ahead of time as well. Right. And um, maybe not in the way that they're experiencing it, but somehow they have chosen that experience. That's really difficult for us to wrap our minds around. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. There's, it's, um... I can't. I can't wrap my mind around it. And yet I, I do have a little bit of an understanding of that perspective. Because hmm. when you think of the big picture and you think about this being a holographic reality, <laughs> where we do have the ability to feel and to see and to smell and taste and um, <clears throat> hear. The concept of there being right and wrong in a holographic reality that is fundamentally non-dual uh, is tricky. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know. It is tricky. And, and hang on, Gabriel says, you want conclusions and it's not likely that you will have them today. <laughs> yeah, well, story of my life. A story of everybody's life. Yeah, yeah. Gabriel totally. says that's why it is vitally important to focus on your state of being in any given moment and in every given moment. Mm. Because you always have the choice to shift how you feel. And when you shift how you feel, if you can shift that to a more positive state or an even more neutral state, anything but negative, um, then you can start affecting people around you in a positive way. Right. That's how osmosis works. Yeah. Very true. Not our doing, but our being, like the Buddha says. So ah, thank smart you, Gabriel. Gabriel. <laughs> I know we're not getting conclusions, but maybe... You know, the mind always wants to conclude. It wants the answers now. Well, I just think it's, it's useful to talk about these things, mm -hmm. to think about them. I do too. Because and I want to get back to the whole virus as a consciousness thing. Right, okay. Back when I learned some bioetheric healing, that concept was introduced to me that I could actually address the consciousness of a virus. Hmm. or a disease, or an herb, or a flower, or a tree, or every, every living thing that I could call okay. in the energy of rose quartz if I didn't have the stone. I could call in the energy of rosemary, the herb, or whatever essential oil I wanted because it all exists in the quantum field. Well, should we try to uh, make contact with the energy of... of uh... The novel coronavirus. I think everybody's afraid to. <laughs> I'm, I'm very afraid to, yeah. <laughs> I haven't done it. I haven't done it yet. Gabriel, what would you say about the consciousness of this virus? Because we're certainly acknowledging it. Gabriel says it might be helpful if you appreciate its motivation and its willingness to grow. Because you can mirror that in your lives. 
to be more motivated and be more willing to grow. That's good. It's interesting. Understand where it's coming from. I heard an analogy of a sunflower one time when I was channeling and they said, sunflower just keeps reaching for the sun. It keeps reaching for more growth, more expansion. And because it's so top heavy, you know, uh -oh. a sunflower is very heavy, but it has this tiny little, very tall. Some of them get to like 12 feet tall. Um, just this little stem, <laughs> pretty much. You know, it's like, I'm just going to keep reaching for the sun <laughs> and I'm going to make as many seeds as I can. And I'm not even going to even think about how small my stem is or the bee that doesn't know it's too heavy for its wings. I just put on my, my rose quartz pendant. Oh, you did? Yeah. I thought <laughs> it would help with this whole situation. Calling in some rose quartz. Good. Yeah. But like um, a bumblebee doesn't realize its body's too heavy for its wings. It just mm -hmm. flies anyway because it wants to grow. It wants to be in the sun. It wants to sure. do what it does. And we have to allow our souls to expand and to express their authenticity through us. That's why we're here. Mm. At least that's what they keep telling me. <laughs> So I suppose it's time to conclude, even though we have no conclusion, <laughs> by saying it's about our expansion and our growth and our evolution and how we can handle each and every moment in a more inner, peaceful way with inner peace, rather than trying to be right or figure out what's right. You know, they say to wear masks in the state of Ohio, I'm going to wear a mask. Yeah, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, right? That's mm -hmm. uh, that's what Jesus right. said about the law. We still have a great deal of free will, and that is always in our mind. We always have the the opportunity to choose. You can choose to feel resistant or angry that you have to wear a mask, or you can choose to be like, "Well, I'm just being compliant, and I don't want to feel bad about it, so I'm going to not have any particular." emotion about it. I'm just going to do it. You know, it's just like, yeah. it's just like being peaceful. The whole, the, everything outside of us cannot make us feel peaceful. It's a choice. Yeah. And so hmm. I think that's how I want to conclude. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't seem that Gabriel has much more to say um, right now, unless you had a question for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for him um, no no I, I think um, I think that's all very helpful and interesting it's helpful for people just to ponder these things not that anything I've said is right or correct but perhaps it might be helpful and that's what this is all about so we're saying that the consciousness of the virus is about its own kind of expansion yeah wanting to expand um, and that just viewing like, it as an enemy is perhaps not productive because it's just a, right. a type of life that wants to expand and that happens to do so in a way that threatens our physical well-being. Right. But we don't know why it's happening for sure. We have many theories, as we've talked about. Right. Um, I go back to the Matrix. 
where Agent Smith was telling Morpheus that humans are the virus. You yeah. Know? Yeah, that's all how you look at it. And we toxify and we just keep multiplying. That we do. And uh, there are more of us on the planet than ever before. And he says, you humans are the virus. And I thought that was a very interesting scene. A very interesting perspective that a lot of people don't think of. Yeah. Because we are us. organisms that want to multiply and grow. Just like a tree that wants to keep growing taller. Yeah. And some trees just die and we don't know why. Very interesting. I do identify more with humans than with trees. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Um, <laughs> I think it comes down to, here's what, what I want to say is, let's focus on what we choose, how we choose to respond. Is it, does it feel peaceful or does it feel stressful? If it feels stressful, let's make a different choice. That's all we can do in every moment for everything yeah and of course i help people with that all day long because we do have that power it's not that you're too weak and you can't do it you just think you are mm -hmm. believe something different and then you can Thank you, and thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful. You can find Cindy's channeled books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available. And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.